0: This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions and you should be thankful. Hello everyone. Hello. Uh, I happy it's going to be another year. It's another year um, another in Terry idea. Pratchett's world. Um it's absolutely freezing today. It is I... so cold, everything is frozen, including I my heart. Walk to work at like like quarter to 7 in the morning is when I usually set off. And like, it, I was so worried that I had just had this mental image of me slipping over and like cracking my teeth, and I yeah. I can't get that particular image out of my head.
1: <laughs> oh, that's exciting. You see, because <laughs> obviously I, I find it very hard to cross roads, but when it's slippy, I'm like, well, I guess I'll uh-huh. just slip <laughs> and fall in front of a car and then be killed by the car um so I I went for a walk earlier and it was a very interesting experience I was like I'm just gonna take a rest on this bench in the sun in the middle of all the roads and then I'll just like I'll lead up to crossing the other road (laughs) so I just took a minute to myself and I contemplated not dying in a car accident and then I crossed the road it was a
0: great time that sounds really fun
1: Thank you. Not at all
0: stressful or obsessive or compulsive. <laughs> Thank you. I, I am
1: none of ah. those things. Um. The incredible <laughs>
2: stuff on my end here because I I just realized I didn't have my headphones plugged in. Like I had mm. them in my ear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so I'm going to be using heavy heavy noise reduction on your audio. For well,
2: either that on the first two minutes, so you can just cut that.
1: Uh, I won't. <laughs> It's fine. So yeah, happy happy New Year's Eve. Happy um, New Year's Eve. Have have we all got some fun plans cuz mine's probably going to involve
0: watching fucking Jules Holland again. That's oh my God, actually why? exactly my plan with that exact wording, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> Are you doing that on purpose or is that like well, it's
0: there's just nothing on. else. <laughs> it's just on okay. and we always like
2: I mean, I said, might be I don't know
0: if it's going to be on this year. I might
2: be streaming well, something so you in, can like, watch summer. that.
1: Yeah, um, if we like stream something, that would be a lot more enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this eve this evening, oh, I yeah. would love to hang out with my real friends.
2: <laughs> the, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm planning on doing that. I just didn't know if that's like your uh, family pressures you into doing something else or not.
0: I think they much will the forgive me. There, so I will not be able to join in on the stream. But um, I wish both of you well. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: My my, my family—they want me to be there at midnight, probably. But I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to judge me for not wanting to hang out in the living room watching Jules Holland until Excellent. midnight.
2: Because <laughs> even in my previous New Years, like this is the first New Year's Eve I actually spend like physically alone.
0: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: but like on previous ones, I felt more like metaphysically alone, you know. Ah, because <laughs> like the previous years, I was always like, even if I was with my family, I like saw that all my friends are having fun
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> somewhere else.
0: Yeah, yeah and oh, they were also such not available, introvert.
2: right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: I've only ever gone out once on New Year's Eve, and it was a horrible mm. mistake, and so I haven't ever since.
2: Oh, yeah, the the times I did go out was also not good. So I think New Year's Eve is just like universally bad.
1: Yeah, it's a cursed holiday. Um, so when I follow on Twitter, it was doing like like an in-defense of New Year's Eve. And he's like, well, maybe you're just not doing it right. And I'm sorry, but no, uh, it's just a bad holiday.
2: <laughs> look, in-defense of New Year's Eve, if you're enjoying it, good for you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So I can I like you can't make me enjoy it. I don't know.
0: I just think it's average. It's fine, not like, a, like there's no theme
1: to it. Like what's the theme? Just, well, exactly. Is that, that's why the I end of get, the get year. into Halloween. <laughs> Halloween is my New Year's Eve.
2: I mean, you can just like try coming up with your New Year's Eve themes, I guess. To make your paths follow them. Better
1: holiday is my birthday. <laughs> you know, that's like a better holiday. <laughs> Everyone should just celebrate celebrated. my birthday instead of uh-huh. New Year's Eve. And they would, ha- they would enjoy it a lot more, I think. What's um, the
2: theme of your birthday?
1: Murder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> always. Every year we have to act. Um, Every year I make my friends act out a little play for me. <laughs> <laughs> in the form of murder mysteries that I write for them. And they love it.
0: And we all clap at the end and say, you're so talented. <laughs> they all clap and say, you're
1: so clever. And then that's all I want from my birthday. But it's also what everyone can give me through the mm. holiday of my birthday. <laughs>
2: So how do your murder mysteries work? Because I don't fully understand the concept. I think like um, is it is it you present people with a puzzle they have to solve, or is it like
0: it's yes. more like a complicated speed dating kind of ritual? Everybody yes. comes in with a character and a couple of little like cheap mm. not cheap things like you get little papers that say you can ask a question, and everyone's got a backstory, and then you just have to be in character, and it's for okay. really the entire fun. evening. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you great. have like you have like a minor goal, a major goal,
1: and then like a secret. Um, and if you get the minor goal and you achieve that by like talking to people and persuading them, then that gives you like secret information. And if you do the major goal, then you technically win. Even if you don't figure out who the murderer is, you have like your own personal goal, which is separate from the murder. So it might be like you want funding to build your um spa by the by the lake. And so you have to try and get funding. but then at the end everyone has to sit and like tell me if they've got their major goal or their minor goal and then I tell them if they <laughs> if they did because <laughs> like um I think Tom in the first one he was pretending to be an investor but he was actually a water safety inspector who was like sent there uh, to te- to check if there was lead in the lake water and um I think mm-hmm. Ash got funding from him um, but he wasn't actually a funder so Ash didn't get the funding mm-hmm. for that. But yeah, so there's like all different, there's different parts to it. And then the, it all feeds into like one big story.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, in in the last I one, I was somebody trying to catch commies. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Lucy, Lucy was a, an code. informer. <laughs> <laughs> so. Lucy
1: was trying to do McCarthyism um, yeah. against the other guests. Yeah. <laughs> it was good fun. It's great. Uh, I can't wait to do one again. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Which is why it's it's hard to do it over, like, Zoom, because it's, like, a yeah. lot of private conversations. Like, it normally involves, like, people dragging each other into toilets, but not in, like, a party way. In, like, a I-need-to-talk-to-you-about-where-you-were-at-the-time-of-the-murder-way.
0: Uh-huh. It's literally, literally someone dragging you into a toilet, locking the door behind them, and being like, <laughs> I know something about you. And you just... <laughs> it's a great evening. God. So good.
2: No, it's interesting, because, like, in, like, whatever... Uh, pen and paper role playing things when I run them I'm always like you know there's no real secrets because you can always play with dramatic irony like you can always the other players are allowed to learn things that their characters don't learn right Mm. but I I do think it's different in a case of a murder mystery because it's yeah no you can't do that (laughs) especially if like everyone has like you know if it's not supposed to be like one story for everyone to enjoy but like everyone has their individual stories to enjoy right
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, i better because
2: that's why it's like that's why like normal like role playing games or whatever are easy to set up over Discord because you just need voice. But this this sounds like if you tried to do this over Zoom or whatever, I feel like you would just go insane because of all the technical. Yeah,
1: it'd have to be
0: like breakout rooms and stuff, which would just get incredibly confusing. Yeah, Um, yeah, and you'd have to do them a million times for like individual couples of people.
1: I was thinking of doing it with like messaging, like maybe everyone's like on one big Zoom call, but they can also secretly like message each other. Um, I'm still not sure exactly how it would work. It'd have to be a different format, I think. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, I I like it, you know, and New Year's Eve, it's just not the same. I was going to do one for my mum's 60th birthday this year because we were going to stay in a lighthouse, um, but obviously
0: didn't get to do that, which is very sad. Yeah, that's a good place for a murder mystery, but it's also one of those places where I think if you do a murder mystery, that somebody actually dies. Well, it was on,
1: yeah, it's on an island, so it, it would be yeah. like an and then there were none situation where people <laughs> genuinely start
0: to die. <laughs> it's very like tempting fate, you know? If you die in the murder mystery, you die in real life. Literally.
1: <laughs> I do like to murder anyway, so, you know. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Should I bring us in? No George this week. Um, he's at home. He's got no recording equipment, and he's a you know he's a flight risk. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not sure if this
2: was a very funny cold open, but you know sometimes you just get us be normal people. That's you know we're
1: we're real people. Yeah. You think we're just joke machines? You you slap us and a joke comes out. That's not how it is. (laughs) We have lives. We're real real human people. Um.
0: Anyway. (laughs) Turtle, turtle, turtle. That's a tortoise. Turtles, turtle, turtle. Dude, that's a tortoise. Turtle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Understand.
1: Welcome to Who Watches the Watch, um, an amazing Terry Pratchett Discord reread slash rewatch podcast um, that has just reached five thousand downloads. (laughs) So it's really going up in the world, and soon we will be crowned uh, kings, queens, and others of the um, of the Discord podcasting community, Uh, which we will reject because look forward to that. Yeah, and then we'll reject it because we don't believe in monarchy. <laughs> um, I'm your host Charlotte, uh, and I'm having a very normal day.
0: <laughs> I'm your host Lucy, and um, I just bought the house from the House of Leaves, and I found this like extra storage <laughs> space. So I'm going to go investigate that after we finish recording. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: That's very exciting.
2: I'm Janos, I'm just I'm just having a chill time. I have nothing to add. <laughs> okay. We re- rescheduled the recording of this episode, like, five times. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, it's, so like, nicknames was just not something that was on my mind, because it was more like, are we even going to be able to record this episode? Yeah. But this is the last thing we do before the watch comes out. In fact, like, on, I think, on the, like, uh, whatever their American provider is, like, the, the American export of of the watchlist is not BBC America. It's AMC, I think. I think on AMC's streaming thing, they already... got. Gonna... ABC. ABC? Okay. Yeah, I think. <laughs> no, I think they both both exist. Like, AMC is the one that did Breaking Bad, and ABC is the one that did fucking...
0: Yeah.
2: Full House or whatever.
0: <laughs> but I think ABC is the one that's more connected to BBC. I
2: Either is possible. Anyway, they're like American... Like, one American, like tv channels streaming service is gonna have the first episode up already tonight and then it's gonna actually premiere on sunday but uh you know if you're either willing to commit crimes or have an uncle that works at bbc america you might be able to like we might be able to actually stream <laughs> the episode in in our discord soon
1: which would be very cool <laughs>
2: yeah just the hypothetically is, i
1: recommend you commit crime <laughs> yeah. that, that's my opinion obviously you can arrest me and put me in jail for saying that i'm encouraging you to do crimes but i'm encouraging you to do crimes right now
2: yeah this you is, do it a this is obviously a parody podcast so yeah this you know. is a
1: jokey podcast for jokey people <laughs> <laughs> but you should steal
2: we're just <laughs> making jokes but like in a in a hypothetical jokey way it is very likely that it's gonna be up on illegal websites in Mm -hmm. by by tomorrow so i'm very (laughs) excited to watch the first episode and then the second episode is because the bbc america premiere is going to be two episodes Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know by the time this episode comes out you might have already watched the first two episodes of souls of the watch you might have cancelled as for being Nice to the show. It's... <laughs> yeah, we
1: we watched the first episode and it's just racism. Like the whole show <laughs> is just being racist, and everyone was like right all along to be so outraged. And yeah, you are just gonna have yeah. to stop listening to us. Um, which is probably for the best.
2: <laughs> the tensions around the watch, like I th- over the past like week, I was barely even reading up the discourse because it got like so ugly and so pointless.
0: Yeah. Mm.
2: But the most recent thing is that the moderator of one of the Facebook groups directed everyone to, to post their negative comments on BBC America's Twitter and Facebook pages about the watch. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah,
0: Second, uh, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, targeting
2: the harassment toward the actors.
1: That's all like, take a chill. you know, it's just a show. Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. very wild but I'm sure we can all appreciate the fact that it's just a show. (laughs) And Terry in his grave is probably fine. Um,
2: It's just a show and we're going to talk about it. We will probably say good things and bad things about it, but, you know.
0: Yeah, we say that about everything.
2: Have a normal reaction about it.
0: We're a a podcast that always has good, balanced opinions. Um, Yes. I've never been hyperbolic in my entire life. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the iTunes reviews for Who Watches the Watch right now and they are all saying very fair and balanced opinions, very mm-hmm. calm discussions. I love it.
1: Mm. Um <laughs> needs to be longer. Mm-hmm. Um a script that is longer they need. That is what our reviews say. <laughs> yes, they huh? say well-reasoned, um very structured. Uh, a very the structured same,
2: podcast. We don't know enough about the host's opinions on literally anything else <laughs> other than this <Discord>. quote.
0: <laughs> they don't talk about the same five things every single uh-huh. episode. <laughs> I can't literally play bingo with um, all of their episodes, because they're yeah. that varied
1: and different. And yeah. I was uh, editing the last episode earlier today. And uh, I literally just cut a bit because we started talking about Tintin in the Congo again. And we actually have talked about that like four times. And I was <laughs> like, no. And the thing <laughs> is, I don't remember that. Well, I, I do, because re- <laughs> I have to listen to them all twice. So yeah, I like, know. I remember these things. It's,
2: it's different when you have to listen to them in excruciating detail while editing. yeah. Uh to but me
1: I was like funny. last
2: episode I was like bringing up Tintin in Congo as like a funny bit because I was thinking oh that's that's a new angle we could bring to this podcast <laughs> <laughs>
1: about tintin again um did you know that tintin in congo is incredibly racist let's start talking about when he does orientalism i know but this is more meta you know (laughs) anyway
2: um and we usually look usually we talk a lot about uh, uh, bits that we cut on this podcast like george saying 50 slurs in a row so
0: Which she does yeah. do all the yeah, time. You have yeah. to
2: believe that the Tintin in Congo discussion was also real and happened.
1: It wasn't that long, actually, because I visibly, well, audibly, in the podcast <laughs> uh, episode was like, oh, no, not again, and, like, steamrolled it ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in that way that I do, as a very charming person. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Full of charms. That's what it says on the reviews. It says, wow, Charlotte in particular is full of charms. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're really saying that like they're always like I could do with less hosts
1: yeah they're like what if it was just Charlotte uh-huh. uh, doing the entire thing would that be better or worse there's literally no way to know <laughs> I'm always uh, fast forwarding where stand-up.
2: anyone else talks
1: I will never do stand up again um, <laughs> um, so uh, should we talk about small gods let's talk about small gods I guess yeah so we we finished small gods this week, Lucy.
0: Now you've read the entire book. What is what is your feelings towards the book's more gods? It's really good. I don't. I don't even have anything funny for this. It's just yeah, <laughs> a, a great
1: book. I know. You see, I was like, what if we hyped it up too much? But the fact is that
0: it is just a really good book, and it sort of stands on its own in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think if I was going to recommend the Discworld series to somebody, um, without them having like read any of them before, I mean. And and say so they, like, weren't massively into, like, a long series, or they weren't mm. super into, like, fantasy as a genre, I think it might be the one I'd recommend. Yeah. Just because I think it stands on its own so much. Um, yeah. And, I, yeah, it's just really yeah. good. All, all the characters are just really believable. I mean, I've, I've literally yeah.
2: did done this, like, a few days ago, where I was talking to a friend who was like, oh, I would love to... Listen to podcast but i haven't read book and then i said (laughs) well this is a great place to start like if you just want to read one book or just want to see if this world is for you uh small guts is a great place to start
0: Mm-hmm. it is uh,
1: possible that it's setting up people's expectations very high
0: because is, like imagine <laughs> reading small gods and then immediately jumping to read like eric or like sorcery.
2: Sorcery. <laughs> yeah.
0: you're like okay so this is um
1: i was trained. not like, the same <laughs> yeah
2: no i think yeah i i think maybe but maybe it is good to like start with small gods and then go back to color of magic because then you know it's gonna get better right like yeah, it's, it's better than starting with Color of Magic immediately and be like, okay, and then what's this? not
0: read it, which is what I did when I <laughs> yeah did, like, exactly when I was like ten. Yeah, so... that's also what I did when I was. Anyway, 8. I oh, you beat me. <laughs> 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 you win. You started reading. Thank the word. you. <laughs> I'm gonna win because otherwise,
1: I I how will I feel good about myself? Okay, yeah, I us continue.
2: God. <laughs> yeah, I I was gonna say something, but
1: <laughs> this is the perils of having just a brilliant podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I th- I think my brain yeah, this is also a bit if you messed up,
1: <laughs> carry
2: on. If you start out reading this book to get into this podcast, and then you also start out with the small gods episodes, that's also gonna be an experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've There's got a lot got of, lot of jokes in jokes by now. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be like, I mean, remember
2: is it, Tintin? <laughs> is it in jokes or is it just saying the same jokes over and over? It's again. just
0: saying the same jokes over and over That's again. That's
1: what an in joke is. <laughs> it's just being like, is... this
0: isn't even funny, but
1: it's funny because yeah, you yeah, yeah. feel included when we say it. <laughs>
2: the the, the in joke when, is when when we like stop actually doing jokes and just saying, come,
1: mm-hmm. come. I mean, that is kind of an in-joke, is the fact that we just say come all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And every, every episode we say, are you nutting to this? <laughs> <laughs> are you ironically interested in listening to this podcast? Because you should be. <laughs> um, and every every week we lose listeners. That's not true, but sometimes I wonder. um <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Small Gods, it's just... it It is on another level to... I think even Reaper Man, I think is, Reaper Man is obviously very good, but I think this is still... Better structured and more coherent than Reaper
0: Man was, and it's like messages, Mm. and in what it's trying to do. I think that might be because it it is sort of trying to stand on its own a little bit more. I think Reaper Mm. Man is amazing, but it does it does lean into more, you know, last time on Discworld kind of things. Like, yeah, it helps to know some stuff going in. Whereas with this, I think you could just start like knowing nothing.
2: I mean, this is all true, but for the exact same reason I prefer... Like, for the exact same reason, I would say Reaper Man is still my favorite out of all of the ones we've read. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because this is, like, the one that's... You know, it's the classic thing where I think Small Gods is the best one, objectively. But Reaper Mm. Man is the one I connect to more because it's, like... It has all these characters that I love that, you know, Mm -hmm. that I built up my affection to and that, like, get a payoff. So, well, in
1: that way, I think my favorite still might be like Wintersmith.
2: Oh, I just mean out of the ones we've already got to. Oh,
1: the one we've read. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense to me.
2: And I think like the, how do I put it? Like the, the way Reaper Man connects to me emotionally, like the, the the scenes of, of you know, their last tango or uh, yeah. like all, all that stuff is, it, it appeals to like different different emotions i guess than than the ones uh, small guards emotional moments appeal to so it's it's also just like a matter of taste but like all yeah. of that said this is still like an excellent book yes like mm. i won't say a bad word about it i think like reaper man and small guards are like about mm. the same level of my favorite out of the ones we've read yeah, <laughs> just, yeah if i really have to pick one you know i would pick reaper man but still
0: yeah
1: I guess my point is my point was just that the writing is definitely it does and I said this and I think in the first episode, but the writing does feel very different to a lot of the other books. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, the, like the narrative and the way it talks and the way things. You know <laughs> what I mean. The, pro, yeah. the prose is a lot more complex, and it seems yes. to feed a lot more into the story, and it goes on less tangents. And it feels very contained. And I, I think it's just very, very well written. And I'm reading this, I'm like, damn, this is good writing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, he clearly had an idea where this is going from the start. And I think that shows... Charles- yeah.
0: Maybe he edited it more, we'll never know. Um- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always wonder what the editing processes are like for some of these. Yeah.
1: Sometimes I'm like, did he even edit? Or was he just like, this is a book? And then he sends it to his <laughs> publisher and they're like, this is a book? And then they publish it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Like, this is a book. Yeah, I do wonder if he does books, rewrites so you will get this one.
2: or if he just like publishes his first drafts. Like there is some editing because there is editors employed. Yeah. Mm. On these, but it, yeah, it's entirely possible that he doesn't like go back and change bits. Yeah. Because yeah. who has the time for that?
1: Um, <laughs> not us. <laughs> <laughs> we're
2: not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna change any Hot of the. spell.
1: Early. Heart spell is going to remain how it is. Um, mm-hmm. Luke will disappear and then appear again <laughs> with no explanation, <laughs> and that's just how we like it. That's how a good book is. Okay, I'm going to do a very, I'm going to do a very brief summary of oh, right, what happens in this book because we did it went on for very long last time. Probably because there's so much to say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard to summarize, but last time it was like twenty minutes of summary <laughs> with interjections. Obviously,
2: I mean, yeah, we're look. Listeners are just listening to hear you talk without, without our interruptions. So I think the they summaries are their favorite parts.
1: Yeah, they'll mm-hmm. just skip to the summaries and then... They,
2: they wish yeah. the entire podcast was just your summary. Me too.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so, this, the end of this book, uh, again, it's very like three, three act structure, three sections. And this involves Brutha finding Vorbis on the beach after they've both been shipwrecked. And then they then travel through the desert very biblically. Um, Om is like, don't bring him with us, please let him die like before, and he's like, nope, gonna gonna let him live. Uh, we're both gonna travel through the desert together. And so they do that, and through the desert there's various things that they find. They find an old temple to a god that's dead, and they don't know who he was or who they were. And Om hates it. <laughs> Om does not like it because it's very spooky for a god to see like, like a tomb of a dead god. There's a lion there. They save the lion, also very biblically. <laughs> this has not the, the payoff you would expect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they save the lion. They find a guy who, called like Saint Ungulant who lives on a pole in the in the desert, and he talks to the small gods. This made me think of Mad Max Fury Road. It, it is very like that, isn't it? <laughs> because all the way through the desert they keep coming across like big clusters of small gods and um, who are trying to tempt brutha like the devil did um to have food and beer and pork and stuff but obviously it's all an illusion they can't actually give him that and Om, for the most part like keeps them away from brutha there's like a there's a very spooky moment where there's a god there who was once a like a big god and is now a small god um and it's like trying to recall it's past, and it's all like, I, I, I was the god. Sacrifices made in my name, and it's all—it's very, it's very spooky. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Om does not care for it. They, <laughs> they continue to go through the desert. You know, they survive on like water and that they can find, and like cactuses or it by digging it out of the ground. Eventually, they get to a point where they're not that far from Omnia, and at this point, Vorbis, who has been unresponsive the entire time. Uh, hits Brutha with a rock, knocking him unconscious. Finds the tortoise that isn't Om, but is next to Om, and like throws it into some rocks, uh, and then carries Brutha into Omnia. A shocking twist. Were you shocked, <laughs>
0: Lucy? I was um, not. I, I wasn't that shocked, but it was a good. It was a good <laughs> moment. I liked it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of just thought Very he was spooky. gonna come. He was gonna do something really fucked up, but. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't I, to be honest, I didn't expect him to brain, Brutha, mm-hmm. but it was good. Yeah, Brutha. Um, he's gone through a lot
1: through this. He's sort of having a lot of thoughts about what gods are and what belief is. But he dreams for the first time after being knocked unconscious. and When he wakes up, he's uh, in the citadel with Brother Numrod again, uh, and he's like, "Oh, you're going to be made a bishop because you car- You were like with Vorbis in the desert." And um, you know, there's precedent, they once made a donkey at Bishop. Um, <laughs> and he's like, Wait, what? And they're like, Well Vorbis helped you through the desert And he's like Alright And so <laughs> Vorbis has declared himself the uh the new prophet. Um and he's, be, he's been made Cinob Cinebiak Cinem. Cenobiak Cine, 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 I was saying Sinobiak, but now I think that's wrong. China Bayoki. Bayak something like that. Um, Cine- so the head no, of, the, the, head sounds- of the, <laughs> the head of the church, the head of the church, and he's you know he's going to do some new proclamations. And Ruth is like, "That's not right. I'm the prophet. I talk to the God." Vorbis was just kind of hanging out, so he goes to see Vorbis, and Vorbis is like, "We can help each other. You and I." Uh, <laughs> he's like, and he realizes that Vorbis is afraid of him. And he doesn't understand why. He's like, I-, "I could tell everyone everything, and no one would believe me. Why is he?" Why is he so afraid of me? Mm. Meanwhile, Simony and Urn uh, and Didactylus did not actually die on the boat, but they survived. Um, and they—they're trying to build up like a resistance to the church. Um, so they've made like a like a tank thing <laughs> uh, in the shape of a <laughs> tortoise that's meant to like break down the the doors of the citadel. Um, except it doesn't work in the end because. Uh, lucy uh has been hanging around and he deliberately sabotages it so that the uh, the handle breaks off at the at the key moment but yeah they're going through a lot about like what it means to be a resistance and whether or not they're all gonna fucking die uh meanwhile Ern is like in the basement and he's like trying to figure out like the hydraulics of the big door Bruta has a moment where he's like what should I do I can't do anything I'm a bishop now but what what is what is there for me to do? You know, should I tell everyone? No one's going to believe me. Um, and then he'd also talk to Lutzi and he's like, yeah, but like, what's the truth? <laughs> and he's you're like... Saying,
0: you're saying Lutzi. And I... Yeah. I, it's really <laughs> tripping me up because I keep, first of all, thinking you're saying my name, but also, isn't it not? Is mm-hmm. it not Lao Tse?
2: No, it's Lutzi.
0: Luce? I don't think it's, it can be different.
2: It's it's Lutzi for me, but like, Luzzi. it's not Lao Tse because it's like this clearly a re- it's clearly a reference to that but
0: yeah oh maybe that's what i'm thinking of.
2: yeah yeah yeah. you're, you're thinking, thinking of the of, of the, real um, guy. I'm
0: thinking the real guy I'm thinking of the real guy. <laughs> <laughs> of the real guy writer
1: of the uh Xing. um but <laughs> so he he's just sort of helping events along and he talks to um breather and breather's all ready to like do a rebellion he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna die for my beliefs and he realizes that what Vorbis is afraid of is the fact that there was two of them in the desert and the god spoke to one of them and it wasn't him, it was Bruther, So he's like the actual real, real prophet. Meanwhile, Om is trying to struggle through the desert and he's doing a bad job because <laughs> he's a <laughs> tortoise. And he's very afraid because he can tell that like Brutha is feeling sort of suicidally martyr ish. And so when they're crowning Vorbis to make him the new prophet or whatever they call it, the, the ceremony, Brutha is like, send me a sign and I will denounce him. Uh, meanwhile, Ern is in the cellar trying to figure out the hydraulics and they accidentally kill a guy who's like one of thequisition dudes and he falls onto the weights and opens the door but at the wrong time. But this is the time when Brutha is there and he's like, okay, that's a sign. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so he goes through and he, he goes to Vorbis and he's going to slap him in the face but then he doesn't and Vorbis gets incredibly mad about this. Um, <laughs> he wants to be slapped around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, prove yourself a traitor but he doesn't, he's like, I won't slap you because I, I don't think I'm gonna which is, you know, it's like three times he's had the opportunity to like do violence to Vorbis and he hasn't and so because he doesn't do this uh, Vorbis is super mad and is like time to torture and murder this man um, <laughs> so Ruth is sent to get his back, like, fucking be to shit Um, and that happens for off screen for a while and then he wakes up and he's on the back of a torture device that Vorbis has made which is a giant metal tortoise turtle I think it's a turtle because it's about the turtle moving Um, basically you are spread-eagled manacled to the turtle and then um, there is a fire inside it and it slowly cooks you
0: very cool thank you Vorbis awful to think of Um...
1: yeah it's really fucking bad
0: (laughs) (laughs) Christ Terry (laughs) A fun little barbecue. Um, Yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's what's on the cover of this book.
0: It is, yes. (laughs) Kind of Um, a spoiler. Kind of a spoiler. I have the e-book, so I didn't actually see that. (laughs) Oh,
2: good. No, the the spoiler is like, or or the cover of the book is like literally,
0: uh, Bruta
2: being on on, top of the turtle, and then you can also see the eagle flying with Om and like about (gasps) to drop him off. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that is what happens is that Om decides that he's gonna he's gonna do his best to save Brutha. So he gets an eagle to pick him up, like they did before, and then he takes control of the eagle by grabbing it by the ghoulies, which I'm not sure what eagles have, but okay, um, <laughs> by the soft soft bits of some description, and sort of directs it to go to where Brutha is being cooked. Um, meanwhile, Ern and Simony e are in the audience and. Simon, he's like, we can't go save him. It's great that he's going to be a martyr. That's very helpful. And, <laughs> and it's like, no, we should go help him. I think uh, it's different. You know, we dying for a cause is different from like just letting something happen. You know, mm. what happens is, Ruth is like, Ruth is like, Vorbis, you're going to die. And Vorbis is like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then the eagle drops, um, and he falls and he hits uh, Vorbis on the head, like. <laughs> Like the Greek philosopher which one's the one who actually I want to was say so it's t-
0: Aeschylus, but I could be wrong. Yeah, Aeschylus.
1: Yeah. Well, he was hit by he was killed by a tortoise being dropped on his head. But yeah, he dies <laughs> instantly. And he goes to the desert. Like we all have to walk alone and he's too afraid to walk in the desert because he is fundamentally alone and yeah, he's he's too afraid. Mm. Meanwhile, they're like, oh shit, guess what's happening is Phoebe and everyone else who's around who fucking hates Omnir is going to finally wipe it off the map forever, Um, and they're sending armies, and everyone seeing Vorbus being killed by this turtle immediately believes in Om properly. And so Arm is suddenly not a tortoise anymore, but like a real god, and he's like buoyed up by all this, this belief, and he's suddenly very strong and big, and he's like, we will make new prophecies and we will do much smiting, and is like, I don't think we should do that, <laughs> um, and said, I'm gonna have a think about what, it, what we should actually do. <laughs> so is like, I'm gonna go talk to the armies that are coming for us, and Arm is like, you're gonna fucking die. Um, he has a conversation with Dibbler, and it's very funny, because he says he will make a little profit. <laughs> <laughs> he goes he tries to negotiate peace but it doesn't work so instead om goes up to talk to their gods and basically like bullies them into telling their people to not go to war anymore <laughs> and <laughs> wow, instead deus, they all they ex machina they huh? ex machina literally hmm. yeah um and they have this whole conversation like there's a guy there who's like from a very small tribe and they're like they, you know, there's only there's 51 of them, and then he there's a there's a dramatic bit where Om is talking to their god, and he's like he's one more or less than 51, and he's like they're exactly the same because that's what he's learned is that like one is the same as as all. He's like you gotta you gotta protect one if you're gonna protect everyone, mm. and so yeah, he goes and believes their gods, and they come up with two divine precepts, which is this is not a game, here and now you are alive. <laughs> I think are good ends. words to live by. Yeah. Yeah, and so it ends and Brutha becomes the next prophet. Um, he spends a lot of time rebuilding
0: the church.
2: I found an image where someone put the entire Small Guts cover on a white t-shirt.
0: It doesn't look <laughs> good. Why would you make a shirt like this? Yeah. I'd wear it. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna turn yeah. up to my like local atheist meeting wearing this.
1: Pretty cool. They would love it. They'd be like, oh, an intellectual. Um, I can't.
2: <laughs> I found the like German audiobook cover of this is incredible. It's uh
0: like <laughs> <laughs> That's really
1: funny. <laughs>
2: How can we even disc- this this like a very it's not even like photorealistic, it's Somewhere
1: it looks like bad
2: tweening. CGI art of a turtle.
1: It's yeah. screaming as it falls from the sky. Is this what goes in Germany? Is this what all your book covers look like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's cringe, bro.
2: No, we also have we also have all the Terry Pratchett books with like the original Josh Kirby covers. Okay, but a ton of German book covers are like really really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're they're are often like just photos. Uh, I hate that. Which I think is like always bad for book covers.
0: Yeah. Why don't you just develop taste? As a country, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get get some taste, Germany. Jesus.
2: I mean, uh, they're, they're tired and I unironically <laughs> agree with that.
1: <laughs> uh. Anyway, so yeah, they um, they rebuild the library because Brutha writes out all the, the books that he's got in his head, and they have this great library full of philosophers, and you know, they're they're all dedicated to learning and being like having a good time and doing the work. You know, that's mm. what they're about now. Bruther lives a hundred more years um because there's a line when him and Omar are in the desert where they say like what does it matter we'll be dead in a hundred years but here and now we're alive but a hundred years go past and he's still alive except then he isn't and he's dead <laughs> um yeah. uh, and when he dies he goes to the desert as they all do and Vorbis is still there because he's too afraid to travel on his own and Death is like, Well time passes differently and he's like, Oh, a hundred years can pass in five minutes. He's like, No, a hundred years can pass like infinity. <laughs> um It's like, Oh, so he's okay? And Death's like, No. No. <laughs> this isn't this is not a good man, he's not healthy in the brain. So Vorvis crosses the desert and uh with Brutha uh following behind him, because um, he's too afraid to be alone, so they go together for, for whatever that is. And yeah, and then we cut back to the history monks as we did at the beginning. Luce, Luce, he's there with um he goes there and he's like, I did what I was told to do. Everything happened, you know. History these days isn't like how it used to be. Although you know the bit in the books where it says that Bruce had died and there was like a hundred years of warfare? Well that's not what happened. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: This is a tiny change.
1: Yeah. And the head monk guy is like, Yeah, okay, it's fine. Um <laughs> No worries.
0: And he's playing chess with death. Yeah, Oh,
2: that's very funny.
0: A-, a little bit of the Queen's Gambit made it into this
2: book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like, how does the horse move?
2: <laughs> I love that, th- th- that finally a Netflix series invented chess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Such a relief. I'm really thinking yeah. about uh, this bit. In this book, where uh, Dibbler's talking about making like little, um, oh my god, turtle figures, and he's like, Oh, I have to take the little guy off him then. Uh Yeah, he's (laughs) already made that I'm just thinking, okay, can you imagine? Like, sorry, fireworks have just started going off outside. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can hear them. Fucking Jesus,
0: well, it's a a reference to uh, crosses with Jesus
1: on them, though, isn't it? yes oh my
2: yeah, yeah yeah it is yeah yeah like
1: like catholic crosses yeah yeah, <laughs> Obvi- yeah
0: obviously um mm. but it's but... still
2: like kind of a fucked up like
0: but it, it's yeah. it,
2: it says <laughs> a lot about like what dibla's character is like even if it's a different incarnation of dibla it's like yeah is just pure contempt for capitalism which by the way this is on tv Tropes.org, uh, this is logged under the awesome section of small gods. Of course,
0: it okay. like there's a list
2: of awesome moments that happen in this book, and it it's said an, cutting my own hands one. off. Dibla gets a small one by upon seeing his god reborn and newly omnipotent, going up to him and asking for a business opportunity. <laughs> fucking
1: epic dude! <laughs> it's pretty epic. I'm eating um, bacon
2: as I'm reading this.
1: There was there is a funny moment where Bruce is like what if we allow other gods to have temples here and Om um is like you will not subject me to market forces. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> it does make it does I do think it's funny though to think about it and the context of catholicism and its history because like one of the things I meant to bring up last week that I completely forgot to was like the coexistence of polytheism and monotheism and the fact that they can't really and like a polytheistic religion can always like bring in gods but monotheistic ones can't and it's just, but then you see something like Catholicism which has like it's one god, yeah? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> we also have a billion saints that all do yes. different things yeah. and you can pray to them individually but they're not gods. Um, no. It's important to remember that. Yeah, like, that would be blasphemy. A-
2: actual Catholic doctrine says that you're not pay- play- not praying to the saints but you're Asking them to pray for you, for God. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're basically meant to be middlemen. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
2: the way, you know, the way uh, saint worship goes is like more that you're actually praying to them. Although, to be honest, it's I don't think it's that prominent in current day Catholicism anymore. Besides, you Mm -hmm. know, the people who are cancelling the Pope for saying that divorce (laughs) is okay.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: um, also, like my
1: Catholicism loves Mary like quite a lot more than yeah, Protestant. yeah.
2: She's the, yeah. I mean, she's, she's she's like the mother of God. Yeah.
1: So if you think about it, it's kind of a feminist religion. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> mother Mary was the original girl boss. And she like- was
2: <laughs> Christianity like uh, the sidesteps the whole like monotheism or polytheism thing anyway in the like three. Three parts in one thing, like the Holy Trinity.
0: But it is still like one. They all, yeah,
2: yeah. It's supposed to be one entity, yeah. but it has like three aspects. So it's you yeah. know it fulfills both your monotheistic and polytheistic <laughs> needs.
0: Uh, yeah, the, Catholicism. W- whatever you're feeling
2: like, it's it's not only Catholicism. Like it's all all Christian uh, Christian. Maybe not Anglicanism. I don't know. But most uh, most Christian denominations have mm. the Trinity.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh what is that <laughs> the other thing i think is always very funny about saint worship is i i remember i've known like one lutheran priest who who complained a lot about like how catholics have their saint worship and that's fucked up because there's only one god and then he like started going on about martin luther how he's like his biggest how he's like the biggest hero and <laughs> like,
0: okay is this your god <laughs> i point to the most anti-semitic <laughs> uh. like
2: there the really is at least with german lutherans there is there is a big thing about having luther as like their stand-in for saints because apparently like no one can we just people just can't deal with just one god
1: you know and i do you know what i think i think fuck john wesley that's what i think <laughs> We have a statue of him on our um on the village green, and I'm like, why is he here? I don't want to look at his weird bronze head. Um, Who is John Wesley? He invented Methodism. Oh,
2: okay, I the Welsh see. Welsh love
1: Methodism. We love Methodism. It's like ah, oh, I want to do it with like the method. Have you heard of the method?
0: Mm. <laughs> um, it's not like the sequel to the secret.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. well the method you know it's like you're gonna do religion you have to get really in the mindset of um someone who believes in god and that's the method
2: <laughs> yeah it was the same joke oh. i was gonna make uh-huh.
0: um i i i will say that this thing about like dibbler taking not the not jesus off the not cross does make me think about how like loki fucked up it is that we like I, like I don't obviously not everyone goes to churches when they're young and I'm not wasn't raised religious but like for school events and stuff we would do like a nativity in the church and like mm. going into these big cathedrals that have these giant crucifixes with a bleeding half-naked man on them who's dying mm. yeah it's mm-hmm. like it's sort of you know it's so normal
2: that you don't think it about is yeah it. we kind but of like, forget about it like I yeah I, I do if it yeah. was like
0: hanging then you'd yeah. be like huh, and if you go to, like, Portugal, they have the bloodiest Jesus you can imagine. I've never seen a Jesus more bloody uh-huh. than Portuguese Jesuses.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we went to Portugal and there was, like, every single statue had, like, multiple wounds. And I was like, where are these wounds even coming from? Then- these aren't ones I know. He's been, They're, like, like,
0: other wounds. <laughs> and whipped and he's got, like, a million stab wounds. It's like, I didn't yeah. think that all that happened, but... But hmm. he so had, I mean, like, there the, a- the spear one.
2: There but, is like- a subsection of Christians who are, like... Weirdly into the torture stuff, like, oh, <laughs> 8, like
1: it, um, Mel Gibson is program. like a very
2: famous example. Like the uh-huh. what's his movie? What, what's that Passion movie called? Christ. Passion of the Christ is like mm. one of the goriest uh, non-horror movies uh, that exist. Mm. <laughs> and and there's That's also incredible. like people like fucking Pope John Paul II was also like super obsessed with how like uh, suffering is uh important and cleanses you or whatever and then he like died in a cancer that was extremely painful so
0: he got what
1: he wanted <laughs>
2: it's what he wanted <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry but it is
2: the cross thing is like a, a thing i like think about a lot in that like because cause a lot of like christianity or catholicism just has the cross as a symbol right then there's mm. gonna be people who are like, oh, you, you cannot like desecrate the symbol of the cross or whatever, it's the holiest symbol. But mm. they, by its own, the cross in, in the historical context was an execution method, yeah, right?
0: It's yeah. like having a little guillotine, except mm. um, to oppress people. <laughs> yeah, or like a, imagine having
1: like a fucking Iron Maiden.
0: Yeah, that would like kind of rule actually. <laughs> Be and
1: cool. it's like
2: it is like kind of the point of of the Easter story that uh, it's yes. about how Jesus went through this extremely painful thing, uh, but but he he did it for us. Like that's mm. that's kind of the point. But mm. you know.
0: If, you, if you
2: just have it as a, like, by the point it becomes, cause I think this, this book also makes a, makes a point about symbols, right? And like, by the point it becomes a symbol, it, it like use, loses the actual meaning or loses what is. Cause I do think the mm. Easter story is kind of touching, like, divorced of its, of its context of institutionalized church. It's a, mm. uh, like, I was thinking this as, as, I was reading the last chapter of Higurashi, minus spoilers, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because the, 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 like, dying for your sins thing comes, comes up in that, in a very, like, okay, I get it, this is a Catholic story uh, way, but it is, it is, like, a touching story, or it is, like, an effective story, but, uh, you know, by the point the cross just becomes a symbol, it's, you know, what's the, what's the point of, uh, at that? And, and in this one, there's, like, the bit where, I don't know, was it Simone or was it Urn?
1: Simony says that we should that they should let him die so that they can use it as a symbol yeah. and Ernest is like, "I don't want to do that <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they also say it about the the like turtle moves thing, right like that yeah, that we need it we need, we need to have like a symbol that people are, are gonna be fighting for, and it's like the by by the time i i guess this is I guess this is also like Terry's opinion on power symbols, I guess, is that mm. you can like really misuse symbols by if if you get like people to like come together under a flag right
0: yeah and like mm. uncritically worship it yeah yeah and it's
1: like cuz they're so they they're so used to religion and stuff as well Didactylus is always like it's not like a belief thing it's like a truth like the turtle moves that's mm-hmm. like not yeah. related to other stuff and they're like yeah but we believe in it and he's like i don't that's not what i want from you yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
2: and it's kind of a TV tropes logs this as horseshoe theory.
0: Interesting. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? Because it's like, oh, if you're too religious, then you get. But the thing is,
2: no, Simon the other way. Is the really. other way around. It, it in if that you become
0: a super atheist. Exactly. You it's Simon he
2: becomes such an atheist that he is he religiously believes in atheism.
0: But he doesn't religiously believe in atheism. He be- he religiously believes in the turtle moves as a religion. He, yeah. he explicitly exchanges one religion for another rather than one religion for no religion, I think. I mean, he, he's, he's also like, he
1: hates Om so much that it's almost like he does believe Om kind of exists because he hates mm. him and denies him so much yeah. that he's sort of obsessed with yeah, it, so which the, is
0: what Om the, says. The,
2: the entry on TV Trop says the novel features an atheist character of such burning passion that their atheism works just like belief in the gods.
0: Yeah. Which is, I also, mean, this is kind yeah. of the point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's one of those things. It's like all those like right-wing kind of atheists you get on YouTube where it's like you spend more time thinking about God than most religious people I know, except it doesn't mm. make you happy and it- <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I don't think it's about like actually thinking about God. It's more like about how uh you can use the if if we use the example of atheists uh YouTubers who also weirdly I don't know this might be a huge coincidence, but weirdly, like all of them end up right wing <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe it has something to do with how they use the idea of atheism just like a thing to rile up people like a, That's a, gotcha. a thing a, a think like it just as basically their flag under which they like collect people who get this very easy target of religious people, like it's very easy to point and say. Uh, oh, there's no proof for God. Th- th- these people are stupid. And it's very easy to find like religious straw men who mm-hmm. you can make fun of. And then you can like rile up people that they uh, th- they feel intellectually superior by this. And then you can use like this, this uh, flag of atheism or like this, uh, this banner <laughs> that, that you can then next, uh, you know, rile them up against the uh, internet feminists, and then, <laughs> and then next you, you you're gonna send them like harassing trans people, and you know, it's
0: your little crusade.
2: Yeah, but it's the the point yeah. the point Terry's making here, I think, is that you can believe in a god or you cannot, but don't use it to like just as a power thing. Like don't don't use your either your belief or your atheism just. Uh, for basically tyranny, like, cause mm-hmm. like like there's a bit where like I think Ern says to Simoni or no Didactylos says to says to him that uh, wow, well, Vorbis has made you just like him, even though you hate him.
0: Yeah, makes it's yeah. Like, <laughs> it's because oh, yeah.
2: Vorbis also doesn't like actually believe. He just like uses it for like as a thing to oppress people.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, he sort of believes that maybe he believes because he he hears the echoes of his own brain, but he's yeah. like very he is he is like alone fundamentally, mm. um, in a way which no one else is. Like his brain is always described, or his mind is always described as closed off like a steel ball, and like the, like the small gods can't talk to him really because his brain's so like inwardly facing. And that's why at the end he is like alone in the desert, and he's too afraid of being alone.
0: Hmm.
1: I think that's interesting because there there is the bit where he he's afraid of Brutha, not even necessarily because Brutha can do anything to him, but because he knows that Brutha was genuinely talking to their god, yeah. <laughs> or he suspects that, and I think that sort of the idea that there is a god sort of terrifies him in a way. Mm because mm-hmm. um, it sort of highlights the fundamental lie that he's been doing the entire time, or what he calls, you know, the truth and the fundamental truth. Mm. But there, there is this god out there, and he's just been using him sort of in vain the entire time, even if he kind of believes that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. It's almost like a, a sort of self-belief that's yeah. like stronger than belief in anything else.
2: Yeah. yeah. Which, like, when, when Simone, uh, uses the, or, or is like, oh, we're gonna have to, like, d- destroy, uh, destroy them or, like, burn them out or whatever, like, use, use force against the religion. That's, that's also like, he believes, you know, that, that's right. <laughs> but.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like, think that's exactly not yeah. what
2: no cuz i was just gonna say that the the thing about like the turtle moves Didactylus is also like no it's just it's just a fact it's not like something that you need to like do a crusade for it's just <laughs> yeah, it'll happen regardless yeah exactly it's it's not it's not about like believing in the turtle it's 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 just there it just moves
0: mm-hmm.
2: mm. which um
0: yeah <laughs> i think i think just the the message in this is just largely like be critical (laughs) be critical of the things you support (laughs) but also bruta's thing is like you shouldn't
1: just say do not kill or do not do this you can't order people to do things if they don't fundamentally yeah understand why they shouldn't do them in the first place rather than just because a god has told them to do it or to not do it yeah which is what he, he does at the end when he's like refusing to make the sort of proclamations that a prophet is supposed to make um, or has made previously, and it, he sort of, yeah he sort of wants people to think for themselves. Well, you know, believing in Om or not believing in Om. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's a great bit as well that I thought was pretty good, where um, uh, Brutha goes to talk to the soldiers who are going to attack, like the Phoenian general and the Sautian general and stuff. And he's like, "What are you going to do? You're going to you can kill us, you know. You'll defeat us probably, and you can leave a garrison." For like what, like 50, 100 years or whatever, and then we'll probably try and fight back against them. And then, you know, it's, 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 what's the point? Um, It's all just, it's all just history happening again and again, you know? Mm. Which I thought was, yeah, sort of interesting. This idea of like, you know, what if we colonize Omnia?
0: <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice if like our history had shaped out with less war. <laughs> mm.
2: I mean, it's yeah. like kind of the joke of like Lutze yeah. saying, oh, by the way, it didn't happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they call it what do they call it? Because they don't call it the Reformation or whatever. They call it something else. That's funny.
2: It did kind of make me think of uh, Dune, though, because because uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. in Dune, like the whole plot is that it's prophesied that he's gonna the uh, pot is gonna lead the jihad and go in a horrible holy war, mm. and then he actually does, and it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this one, it's like no. <laughs> He doesn't, even though mm-hmm. the history was written like that. Did a little change.
1: Yeah, they managed to they managed to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, which they only, they only sort of really managed to do because Om decides to start believing in people rather than people necessarily believing in him. He's like, what if I believe in them? And so he goes to, rather than having a god-like perspective of going and seeing everything as this board game, he goes and he like beats up the other gods and it's like, no, you have to see people as people Rather than as pieces, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and that's the only way you can survive. He he pulls out that reverse Uno card. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what Brutha tells him. He's like, that's the only way you can survive because otherwise it'll just all happen again in like a certain amount of time. You yeah, ha- you have to put something in.
2: I think Om, yeah. Om is so interesting to me, like as a character, because yeah. he's like not a. Uh, like, even by the end, he's not, like, a good guy. Like, it doesn't no. say that this is it a good... It
0: seems like he's getting better, and then as soon as he gets powerful again, he's yeah, like, time yeah. to smite. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Like, this is... It kind of feels like Terry says that this is... I think this is also his impression, because he did talk about uh, when someone asked him about how he feels about the Bible, he did say, oh, I, I, I read the Old Testament, and I was thinking, oh, my God, we're in the hands of a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then he, he, and then he also added like, okay, but then I read the New Testament and I thought this was beautiful. And it's kind of like that he connects like those, like even though he's still an atheist, but he, he was like, I, I could get behind like the things Jesus did. But at the same time, mm. I also felt like the Old Testament God is like a maniac. And that's kind of what he does with Ohm here is that he, mm. uh, He shows the like when when he gets the believers at the end for a moment he is very Old Testament God and that I'm I'm gonna smile and then and then he learns that uh, he is reminded of his humanity which (laughs) if you want to be Uh Christian about it like it's also about how like the the Jesus aspect like the son aspect of God is uh, him becoming human like that's the human aspect Mm. yeah so i thought it was interesting But what if
0: god become tortoise (laughs) yeah (laughs) this book's got so many themes
2: it's fucked up it does
1: so many themes there's like themes all over the place it was
2: also pretty funny that he just like literally beat up the other gods
1: yeah yeah i like it because they're they're talking um as in like unison and Bruce is like he can see that he's sort of holding yeah. uh the, the arms behind their back. <laughs> it's just just an incredible visual. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's got a good ending, I think. And I like I, I like that it ends with Brutha dying. Yeah. I like the whole desert I like the whole desert sequence as well. I think that's very it's kinda cool. Um mm. and is talking about it later and he's like, damn, I was as happy as I ever was when I was in the desert. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I like yeah. I like desert scenes (laughs) like I like the I like the idea of like going through a desert and be like going through a big thing and changing right like going through a wasteland and coming out of change it
0: strips everything else Mm. completely so you're just left with personal development
2: (laughs) yeah did we talk about the cool guy they meet in the desert
1: yes an Unglant he's so fucking funny (laughs) He just like, I like <laughs> incredible boyfriend. character. He lives off visions, and then uh, because he can't actually have any sustenance, he occasionally feels the urge to eat like a lizard or drink some actual water and stuff. It's mad. <laughs> um, and he's got a, a god friend called Angus who he believes in, and Angus is, you know, he hangs out.
0: Um, Classic the character. lion who they saved goes to eat him, and then Angus hits it in the back of the head with a rock. Yeah. It's good because it kind of tricks you into thinking that yeah. Angus isn't real, and then bitch have you not been listening to the themes of (laughs) this book book. (laughs) 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 i do believe in fairies he is real
1: uh huh. <laughs> if you believe in him, because you know he has as many he has as many uh, believers as Om does at this point. So
0: that's very true. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I do like how sometimes there's uh, there's rains and there's a bunch of desert mushrooms, and the
0: desert always looks so interesting after, you <laughs> after the ra- uh-huh. Oh, I really i I know we've talked about it briefly in the sort of summary, but I really, really liked how Vorbis died because I didn't see it coming Um and I thought it was very funny but also like, just sort of seeded really well and I hadn't mm-hmm. realised that up until it happened and I was like, ooh the turtle moves ooh, hell, yeah. <laughs> the
1: turtle he's moving and he's gonna drop on the head, <laughs> the big bald head, like <laughs> a rock <laughs>
2: pretty good. Uh, just to jump back to something we talked about earlier because I just found the quote like the, the bit where like Didactylos tries to or, or like is talking to the people about the turtle moving and they're all like that's not what I wanted to hear yeah. you know mm-hmm. and, then, and then Simone says he's mufted. He could have done anything with them and he just told them a lot of facts you can't inspire people mm-hmm. with facts. They need a cause. They need a symbol. I think that's like a very good like statement. <laughs> like the mm. the fact that he says he could have done anything with them. Like Yeah. That he expected Didactylus to show up and basically like control the people with facts and science. <laughs> but <Yeah>. like more <laughs> yeah. more with them believing in science instead of a god uh in this case. Yeah, still, literally
0: like, owned with facts and logic.
2: Yeah. But like the, mm. the the phrasing of doing anything with them is I think really... Um, yeah,
0: acting upon an object in yeah. that sentence. Yeah.
2: Like mm. it's not actually helping them, it's doing things with them.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he, he's obviously, he's very militaristic and he wants to destroy Omnia as much as possible. Which isn't what Brutha or anyone else yeah. wants really. They want You know, Reformation of some kind, but he he wants to do big battle.
0: Yeah, Uh, even though we know in this in this book that like all the people who pray to Arm and stuff like the normal people are just like just dudes, you know, and they're just asking for stuff like you know a good season, (laughs) and they don't really believe it. They just they just live there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's stuff like how all the all the good Smiths are dead because Smiths are too superstitious. Um, yeah. So, so all the steel is shit, um, <laughs> and ev- everyone just sort of wants to not have to live like that anymore. Which I, you know, I think they should probably kill for this. Um <laughs> 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 There's a lot of good bits where they're talking about all these people who live like in the outskirts and stuff. And, you know, they 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 do want to fight back in some way, but they're just so beaten down that they don't really have a way of doing so. And there's some stuff in this about, like, fighting machines and Terry doesn't like them, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) No, this book is about Uh, how cool tanks are. Yeah, Simon is like, damn, we wouldn't even have to fight anymore because we'd all have, like, big scary weapons so no one would
0: want to use them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Be like a war where everyone was sort of frozen out of making any actions. Like, what is it called when there's a war but you're all frozen? Uh Uh-huh. Cold
2: the, the icy, frozen. the icy fight,
0: frozen, frozen battle.
2: It's um. a battle of ice and fire. And fire
0: yes, a battle of ice and WMDs. Well, they are dragons are WMDs. Ah. Um. <laughs> I like the bit in the show when he blows up the big wall um, dragon uh-huh. bomb. Anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. Um <laughs> uh, I was gonna make a point of something. I distracted you with Game of Thrones.
1: I know. You see, I think I start thinking about it and I can't stop thinking about it. That's the that's the curse under which I live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because there's a there's stuff with like Urn and um scientific progress, which Terry again is very skeptical about. Mm-hmm. Um and Britha when talking to Om is like if you continue to rule or, like, be a god as you have been a god, then eventually
0: people will start believing in Urn's shit rather than, in, like, mm. <laughs> rather than in the gods. I'm going to um. pray to the bomb. I, it's very funny that Urn has, like, a legitimate um, I am become death kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Like, watching the turtle, the, like, tank-tool move. The tank-tool, yeah.
2: Yeah. Tank-tool. A lot of, like... Look, I I'm not gonna bring up the turtle tortoise debate <laughs> any time again. But I will say, I think it would. I think all of these, like the motive of turtles and tortoises, would work better if there was just one word for both of them. Because.
1: Mm. But they're very different animals, which I find <laughs> it weird to talk about them as if they're the same when they're not the same.
2: They're literally just one of them swims and one of them is on land, and they yeah, which is to an incredibly
0: That's different a... existence. <laughs> That's like humans and dolphins are the same because we're both big-brained <laughs> mammals. No, it's One not. of us swims and one of us walks. <laughs> it's like it's like it's just like, actually, it's lions like and tigers it's Like cats. if I was just,
2: just if I was swimming, like, oh, like, if I went for a swim, and you'd have to call me a different thing. That When I was on land
1: No no, but but if you lived in the water Then I call you something different I call you a fucking mer person
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've also like learned I have been informed by some uh, One of our listeners That um, Turtles were originally called Sea tortoises And then someone like slurred the word uh, Tortoise (laughs) like some drunk seaman And that became turtle But turtle was actually originally a name for a bird So it's like extremely confusing oh like and... a turtle dove yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but anyway mm-hmm. my point would have been <laughs> that having the motive of like the turtle moves and the the like literal like the turtle tank and then also the fucking the tortoise that they uh want to cook the broth on like you know the first time i read this book was in the german translation and there it was all just schildkröte so there i was like oh i see this is a motive <laughs> but in this one it's like what two different animals that and look I think the
0: also, same and is called a tortoise and this
1: um not these if they animals. were on the back of a tur- of a tortoise then it would just like be walking through space and that would be fucked up
2: <laughs> i mean space isn't a, isn't water right like
1: yeah but he swims that's like oh well, she swims that's what they always say it's swims through space we're getting we're getting it just I'm says the turtle like moves. i'm not gonna bring this debate off again no, and that's, listen Let's get away the from. turtle swims through space that's what they say when they ask because because om says to Brutha, yeah of course it's on elephants on a on a turtle and then Brutha's like but what does the turtle stand on and then uh om says what do turtles do and Brutha's like oh right they swim yeah that's like a line from this here book. No, I uh, Anyway, I, I don't, don't care about fucking my
0: again. Was, let's get away from this. We're we <laughs> We this is the real horseshoe theory uh-huh. or something. Anyway, <laughs> if if you, the horseshoe theory is if you're too much of a turtle on one side and you're too much of a tortoise on the other then you're the same. Um, and moving oh, on did, uh... let's never discuss this again. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to but
2: think of a like similar example that has like
1: There is none. There is none. Um, let's, get it. let's not. <laughs> yeah, so um I really like all the stuff with the small gods in the desert. I think it's very spooky. Um and I, I think it you know, you don't want to be a small god and you, you care for arm. You don't want him to become a small god either. But you know, they talk about the temple and all these gods that were there and no longer worshipped. And I'm like, damn! But there are temples that are ruined and no one worships no one worships the god anymore. Wonder how they're doing, you know? You're like, oh, how is Ishtar? Do people still worship
0: Ishtar? Is She good? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, where do gods go when they die? Mm. Yeah, super hell. <laughs> super super hell. <laughs> they got a gay super hell. <laughs> Which Arm might get homophobic vibes from, so he probably wouldn't like that. Yeah, Arm could be homophobic. I mean, he never says anything. (laughs) No, I just get Uh, the vibe. Either way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've completely lost this trend of thought.
0: I just think Arm's homophobic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can't explain it. He
1: just is. Why do you think that Terry decided to make it so Brutha has like a perfect memory? Do you think it's a plot device or it has some sort of deeper meaning?
2: I think it's a plot device. I don't know. Yeah, I
0: think it's a plot device. <laughs> I think if, if it has a meaning, I I'm lost on what it could be.
2: It might be that like might a reference be... to some historical figure. I don't know, some like really some prophet or saint or whatever. I don't know.
0: I mean, because it mm-hmm. it talks about him just just taking things at like such clear face value. With yeah,
2: no, I think it which, can be. Like I a suppose theme. is that. I think it can be a theme in relation to like Vorbis's thing about how there's different types of truth. Like that's, that's what I could see it, uh, be thematically important because. Yeah. Um, whereas
0: Brutha just sees the one truth, which is. Yeah,
2: exactly. Sees. Because he remembers literally everything. Like he, like, uh, fucking Vorbis would be like, Oh, but we have forgotten about this little thing. Have we not? And Brutha will be like, no what are you talking about
1: <laughs> yeah and as Morbus is like in internal and he sort of exists in his own head like listening to his own thoughts again and again is sort of is like a big cup that is filled with like everything that is external Yeah, mm. we did it we found what the meaning was <laughs> <laughs> it- this is a podcast of geniuses for geniuses if you're listening to this you're welcome <laughs> I can't believe we solved a book! Damn. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: point of this reading. Is, this anything. is my
1: YouTube video. Yeah. Ending of Small Gods explained. Yeah. Every, everyone long. has
2: been asking about this. Like, I can't. I can't go on the internet like on any normal day without seeing discourse around. The, why does Brutha have a perfect memory? What is the meaning of Small Gods? Did Terry just make it all up? Is religion even real? Is there even religion in mm-hmm. this world? And. I think finally we have settled all of these questions. Now people can stop like obsessing over small gods as they do on all over the YouTube. Like this is, there's so many yeah. like video essays that are called like I this popped up in my recommendations yesterday and it was like a 14 hour video called what SJW's want you to think small gods is about.
0: Oh fuck off. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you being are you doing a bit?
2: I'm doing a bit.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's a bit. <laughs> I just I just thought for a second like that could happen. <laughs> I thought we were in a bit, but then you start getting really good at acting and I was like, oh wait on <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, I was He's relating so to the things that like the the fact that there's like a fourteen hour video about the, why the last Jedi is bad.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you know why The Last Jedi is bad? Women.
2: Because purple woman.
1: Because <laughs> um, it's a Star Wars movie. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit, got, him. got it. Oh, shot straight through the heart um, by me. That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I hope there's no Star Wars fans listening because they're going to be a bit offended by the things that I'm yeah, saying. The only
2: good Star Wars movies are Attack of, Attack the, of clones the Clones de- and Rise of Skywalker.
0: <laughs> Attack of the Clones is the best Star Wars movie.
2: It's No, Attack of the Clones and the Rise of Skywalker are the only good Star Wars movies because they are not Star Wars movies.
1: The only good Star Wars movie is a cancelled Star Wars movie. Oh, shit. <laughs>
2: star wars holiday yeah, special
0: star wars movie is the yeah. um christmas uh special about Wookiee life day yeah that's what i just said uh, <laughs> oh right
1: my audio cut out <laughs> but we can all agree that it's a great we love lumpy uh-huh. um the wookie what a great character a valuable addition to the star wars mythos. i do actually like not to um, <laughs>
2: not to get real for a second but i really appreciate Uh-oh. like there's a new podcast out by like some Famous in like, uh, people from Waypoint, uh, Austin Walker and others called, uh, The More Civilized Age, where they talk about the first two episodes were about the Star Wars prequels and then they're gonna talk about Clone Wars. And I, I really appreciated that, like, one of the hosts has, ne- has never seen the prequels, and, like, I'm mm-hmm. listening to the episode on Attack of the Clones, and, like, five minutes in, she's like, So, who are these people who, do, <laughs> who are trying to defend the prequels, who are saying they're good, actually? They're bad.
0: It's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's me kind of as a joke, but I... Yeah. Yeah. No,
2: I think it's fine to say it as a joke. I just... <sighs> I will never understand you <laughs> if you're trying to like actually make an argument that they are yeah. legitimately good movies to watch.
0: I like saying it is a joke so much that I do enjoy watching them. <laughs> so I don't
1: think lightly, they're quite fun Anna. to watch, I've got to say.
2: But like you also enjoy watching The Tall
0: Girl, like Oh yeah. I really do.
1: Yeah, but Tall Girl is a cinematic message exactly like about the movie. trials and tribulations of being a tall woman. A representation. <laughs> What if you're a woman, but you're as big... You see, I want to know... <laughs> I want to know the struggles of a giant woman. <laughs> um, there's
0: a film for that. There's a couple.
1: I want I want it to be about a giant lady who mm-hmm. is hundreds of feet tall. Um, I don't want this, like, what? She's six foot one. Who gives a shit? Sorry, Lucy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <gasps> I had a very... I had a very funny conversation with Evan where I was like I need maybe I can have one other tall friend to balance out pitches mm-hmm. but you know Lucy's my current tall friend and he was like well I bet I'm taller than Lucy and I was like I don't think you are.
2: <laughs> I don't think he is I've seen him. <laughs> he's not. He's, he's like uh, regular. I
1: owned... My, my yeah, friend exactly. Jan is
2: like taller than him so if you mm-hmm. actually want a tall friend.
1: And I was like oh actually Lucy's actually tall so <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> also like Sarah is six foot six. Like,
0: yeah, amazing. Yeah, I'm so told that yesterday I got catcalled on an almost empty street by someone saying you've got long legs and then made weird eyes. So it's not all (laughs) that. Okay. (laughs) So see how long my leg is when it's going through your skull. (laughs) I right. Uh (laughs)
2: It's a good life. Yeah. Was that in? Did they reflect upon that struggle in Target 2019 movie?
1: No, No, clearly not. No, because no one, no one's attracted to her and tall girl. They're like, you're so, you're so tall. Mm. That's unattractive. Except for Short know? King. But they can never be together. Yeah, apart from the Short King. But Except his not... whole plotline is, I'm going to no, be I awful until you like me for no I am personally,
2: reason. Like the, the, the way, you, you know, you might be appalled about the Tall Girl representation, I'm personally appalled by the Short King representation because carrying around like a milk crate to stand on when <laughs> you want to uh, make out with your Tall <laughs> GF is like literally the opposite of tall, uh, of Short King energy. That's like, yeah, if you're extremely insecure girlfriend. about she's just his friend.
1: Yeah. She's just his friend who, he has not, like, said, I have a crush on you. He just is weird uh-huh. and carries <laughs> no, around he... this crate because he has fantasies about kissing no, her, in the, in which is film, bad.
0: It's like, he asks, it's, like, textual that he repeatedly asks her out all the time. And she's always like, ha oh, you. I'm like, oh, you. Mm. Uh.
1: <laughs> one point he kisses her when she's asleep and I was not happy about it.
2: Mm-hmm. My point is, you can only be a talking if you, or fucking... What am I saying? You can only be a short king.
0: You can only be a tall king if you're me. You gotta be a king.
2: You can be a tall (laughs) king if you're Lucy. And you can only be a short king if you're like... If you're actually like comfortable with being short. Yeah. If Um. you're like one of those people who... Who posts about how I'm a conservative and five foot six. That's why I don't have a girlfriend. Then you're (laughs) clearly not a short king.
1: No. <laughs> you are uh, a short sure creep,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do want to talk about, like, one more thing on the awesome section of the TV Tropes uh, Small Guards. Please. Um, it says, mm. Didactylos taking a stand after seemingly selling out Vorbis. Nevertheless, the turtle moves. And then there's like a subsection or like a, a, a new underpoint on this that says whether it actually happened or not, that one was even more awesome in real life. A poor simuovem.
0: What? <laughs> so this is, this is clearly
2: a reference to like Galileo Galilei, right?
0: Okay. But the way this is packaged What's, what
2: is, is this like. Referencing? Oh, the, allegedly, when Galilei was in front of the Inquisition for saying the, the Pope more like the poop, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, uh-huh. <laughs> the, allegedly he said, oh, but it still moves the, 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 the planet, because he was epic science yeah. guy. It's historically very disputed. And you'd think, because <laughs> actually happened, the word actually happened, and the word real life are links... <laughs> So you'd think that real life would lead to Galileo and actually happened or not to like discussions about whether it actually happened or not. But no, if you click on real life, it links to the TV Trop's article on real life. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and if you click on it actually happened or not, once again, we're talking about whether Galileo Galilei said it still moves uh, in front of the Inquisition epically. Right, like this is what it actually happened or not refers yes. to. I, I want you to visualize this in your mind because if you click on actually happened, it leads to the TV Tropes article on Fanon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my fan canon about <laughs> Galileo. <laughs> it kind of is.
2: Galileo Fanon. What a uh, guy. Fucking the, the Brecht play Leben des Galilei is, is literally Fanon. <laughs> or fan fiction i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> it's rpf actually what
1: if, what if Clone high was actually like real and that's galileo and that's what galileo Damn. was thank you tv tropes <sighs> Oh, as always like a great a resource for this uh for this podcast it really it's
2: a great resource for just like every, anything like if you want to learn things about literature I think this is a great website for that
0: I'm gonna sign to read up. every single entry I'm gonna sign up to do an English literature masters and I'm gonna get <laughs> do all of my research just on just using tv tropes
2: yeah famously wikipedia isn't <laughs> allowed but tv tropes <laughs> is encouraged
0: yeah they're like this yeah you're allowed to cite tv tropes they love
1: they, it
2: yeah you're not only allowed if you cite them it's it's a secret they're not allowed to tell you this but if you cite TV tropes, the more you cite for for every like TV Tropes citation, you get like a plus point, and um, if you collect enough, y- you get like one grade better. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you like, if you're a regular contributor, then they automatically pass you um, <laughs> just because you're that epic. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they give you an epic moment, uh, little badge. Mm-hmm. If I a TV tropes contributor. Um, was to apply to a job, um, say, in government. I would put on my CV, regular TV Tropes contributor, here is everything I have contributed uh-huh. to, and they would look at all my entries and be like, this is some hardcore analysis, please <laughs> join us, the government, and then I would get the job immediately. That's so true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you should do that.
1: I, I should. I would love to join our government. <laughs> um <laughs> What a normal country! Yeah. Love anything it. else on Small Gods that we want to I talk about? Think
0: so. I think we've been very book focused this episode. <laughs> yeah, very unusual yeah. for us. It's because we're not drunk.
1: <laughs> no, we
2: were we were aware that you're gonna have to eat tea uh, soon yeah. mm. three minutes soon. ago. So at,
1: at any moment.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like we were like speeding through all our usual bits.
0: Yeah. Normally, we, I we would be yeah. like eight more jokes about coming by now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, this is our last episode. It won't be out before New Year, but... Uh, <laughs>
2: this is our last episode,
1: yeah. ...on <laughs> New Year's Eve. This is our last episode uh, of 2020, so, you know, do we have anything to say about the year of 2020? You we know, loved little, I had a great good goodbye. Time. <laughs>
0: thought, yeah, I'm gonna uh, become, be
2: like, the... <laughs> I'm gonna become this uh, Star Wars prequel uh, contrarian, but about, like, the year 2020. I'm gonna <laughs> say that this is actually the best year. Well,
1: you know... I had some good times yeah. this year. You know, people people will be down on 2020, but I I've
0: accomplished some things. Mm. I'm I'm alright with some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I quit my shitty job at a bar and now I have a steady job mm-hmm. that has normal hours and pays me better yeah. and has a pension. And uh, I'm doing podcasting now like all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> I'm currently midway through painting some giant squid tentacles, so I'm oh, yeah. really. D- no, I love d- that. Good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Now that's the dream of
1: this fisherman. I one. haven't, like, <laughs> yeah.
2: accomplished any, like, actually meaningful accomplishments. Like, I should have graduated this year if the funny virus hadn't happened.
0: But that's not your fault.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could have. But also, like my brain broke, so it's it all got mm. delayed. It's fine, but I did record like an unhealthy amount of podcast episodes, and I made some great new friends. Yes. So yeah, I... we met this year. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty year of Yanosh friend, yeah. um, is what I will call it in the future, and then twenty twenty one will be the year that I killed Janosch. <laughs> um, <laughs> The French is sweet but short-lived. Gonna, anthrax in the post.
2: The Who watches the watch meetup is gonna turn into like an actual murder mystery.
1: Yeah, but everyone's just gonna immediately know it was yeah. me. Um,
2: There's audio evidence.
1: <laughs> they just play this back and be like, uh uh-huh, and
0: the jury will be like, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Making a court listen to every single one of our podcast episodes. <laughs> It's just a way to grow
1: the audience, Your Honor. She was not doing a bit. Get it out there, (laughs) Your Honor. Although she has done many hilarious bits in her time, this was not (laughs) one of them. Um, It was only mildly funny.
2: (laughs) Uh It was. It was only
1: a bit. You know, it was. It wasn't good enough to be a real bit. It must have been a serious, a serious. Yeah, she also
2: seriously Um, threatened to murder several real life political figures. So.
1: I haven't done that. That's not me. That was someone else who sounds like me. Um, (laughs) it was my replacement, Gnarl. Um, yeah, you know, I've, this has been a, this has been a year, but I, I am grateful for, uh, making some, making some fun new friends on the online. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I never have to feel like I am not talking to yeah. anyone at any
0: moment of the day, which would it make me... It is good having friends yeah. in different time <laughs> zones. Sad. Because there's never someone not online. Yeah, you
2: never <laughs> yeah. have to be alone with your thoughts.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, which is what I want.
1: Um, and, you know, we started this podcast this year. Yeah. Um, which was a great decision by me to start this podcast. So, thank you, me. Yeah, you did a great um, job
2: <laughs> of doing a podcast about exactly what you set it out to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, listen, <laughs> I I just... I just come up with a premise, and then the thing itself grows from that, you yeah. uh, know. We've been through some ups yeah. and downs, you the, know. It,
2: the, starting next year, we're going to do the podcast about actually what you wanted it to do about, um so.
1: Yeah, kind of weird. It's like a whole new rebooted podcast yeah. where we talk about a TV show for like two months, and then we go <laughs> back to normal <laughs> programming.
2: We go back to some great books. Like, we have Yeah, Lords and Ladies next, which is one of my favorites. Oh,
1: hell yes. Oh, I love Lords and ladies. Yeah, so God, I'm also I'm, gonna I'm have to for this read. Fucking, and, uh,
2: the, what the fuck is it called? Name of the Wind.
1: Oh yeah, oh I'm yeah. Excited about that. You know, keep keep your eye out for the for the Name of the Wind podcast, which I, apparently you've recorded an yeah. episode. Yeah. So excited to see when that comes Me out. Too. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Probably gonna be a while, like I yeah, think Sarah I wants mind. to bank yeah. a few episodes.
1: But yeah. Um, Thank you all for for joining yeah, us this all, year. For you, um, our listeners, you didn't Hell have yeah. to do this. This is dedicated to you, our audience. This, like
2: seriously, like the the reception to this podcast is seriously exceeded uh, all of <laughs> all of our expectations. I think I can speak for all of us.
1: Mm-hmm. I have I have received far less hate mail than I was expecting. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, disappointing. You can always send me more.
0: <laughs> Straight to my email address. I love We've it. We've Still not had any RPF written about us either. So.
2: That's very no, disappointing. disappointing. I, I did get an RPF by, um, but just like relays in person on a call by our friend uh, Rainer, co-host of our podcast. Oh yes!
0: <laughs> oh my
1: god! Which
2: detailed a dream he has had.
1: It was a really it was a very good dream. It was very yeah. funny.
2: I did cut it from the episode because it was the awards episode.
1: Oh my god! You have to do yourself the file, can you publish uh, it separately as like a bonus?
2: I might. I, I, wanna hear,
1: I wanna I wanna hear about your tall girlfriend that you were disappointed with. <laughs> um Yeah, we we've been we've been on some emotional journeys this year and you know it's it's every it, life is a journey. This is our desert that we're crossing. Yeah, we're holding hands. <laughs> we are. We're going going into the dead person desert together. Um Yeah. Thank you for listening and for possibly enjoying. <laughs> um well, and for spreading the word, which you definitely have been doing, and if you haven't, then
0: you should. Because it's nice
2: for us. Yeah, <laughs> um, this is, uh, we like it. We, we, I mean, we, we read small gods, which is about how it's about how you have to spread the word about your religion and like convert more people <laughs> to, to believe in the same thing. And I think like this, this podcast has grown just like, uh, Om has grown from having one yes. listener to about a hundred per episode. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I'd say more like 120 uh-huh. per episode at this mm. point. Which, you know, that's like a lot of people who are indulging in this uh, beautiful voices. <laughs> I am. Um,
2: Let's shout out some of them.
1: Uh, well, our listeners... Yeah. <laughs> Okay. The ones who the ones who We're pay us money, pay. you
2: know the thing.
1: You know the okay, thing we do. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, fine. Okay. Well, if you like this, then you can obviously, as you know, subscribe to our Patreon and give us el Casho <laughs> um, <laughs> which we love. Um, <laughs> that's also been a great joy. It's great that people give us money um, for that because we put, like, way more effort into it than we do on this. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, you, you might have heard a great episode that we released on Christmas. A lot of you have listened to it. If you want to find out what happens in the rest of the book, which gets way more wild, then you should obviously give us money. It gets uh, so off uh, which the Which you can get for one... <laughs> yeah, you can get for one one currency a month, plus tax sometimes, maybe. Um, or you can get your name shouted out in the podcast by giving us five, like these people.
2: Uh, yeah, thank you for... Spe- special uh, end of 2020. Thank you to all our rinse flower uh, stand patrons, whom are gigantic Larry, mm-hmm. woo uh boyfriend of the show Tom Hank the Tank Hank the Tank uh, of the show.
0: Gracias. <laughs> uh, Love you, Tom Justin Crandall. Thank you,
1: thank you, Justin Milk
2: Succubus.
1: Thank you, Milk uh,
2: Evan DM.
1: Cheers.
0: <laughs> no thanks,
2: Evan. Uh, rise and grind memes for side hustling teens.
0: Ah, very much.
2: Thank and an extra special uh, thank you to our uh, Bir- Bjorn Strong in the arm uncle of the show, Slime Simon.
0: Hell yeah! Thank you. Actually... Happy hey, birthday! Happy birthday. This won't come out on your birthday, but <laughs> no, but
1: you can you can no. appreciate that. I love to have an uncle. I feel very um uh, taken yeah. care of by my well, my we'll uncle, Efez. Faith. faith Yeah, if faith yeah, so we'll see you some point uh, to talk about watch <laughs> to talk about the watch TV show, which I'm sure you're all excited to finally get to. Yeah. Um, but until then, Gotta talk about two uh, episodes. You're...
2: Holy shit, Ooh. so much TV to watch.
1: Mm-hmm. That's too much TV. I don't even own a TV. Um, <laughs> <same>. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see mm-hmm. you then have a happy new year good luck in 2021 and in the coming business year i hope you have a great time yeah <laughs> <laughs> may your tax returns um, be plentiful i know yeah may you get returns on your tax yeah
2: you you um, learned in this one how awesome it was when they the just like took the opportunity of rising and grinding <laughs> uh, like mm-hmm. just just like g- getting on the hustle immediately as he sees the new opportunities so i think like fellow uh you fellow neoliberal uh, listeners <laughs> get get to learn a lot from cut, cutting me on throats they blur like i think out of all the discord characters that's the one you should uh strive for like coming close to mm. them so you know just just a thing to keep in mind
1: more importantly um <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. uh total moves straw. Beyond Stringer in the Damn Arm is my news, name. Beyond the yeah, way. Uncle, uh, uh, the, turtle the turtle moves. Uh, yeah, the turtle moves. Ah, fucked tortoises are turtles. Fuck Eric. No. They're the same
2: thing to just one animal. They're d- different. Yeah, one the is toads cool. are frogs.
1: Wow. Um, yeah, toads are different <laughs> from frogs. Um, Okay, we'll see you in the nice. next one. Bye. Bye,
2: everyone. Oh
1: listening to a good episode productions network podcast see the website for more details